In a world where full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Memories Podcast, hosted by myself, Michael, and Jeff. That's right. Michael and I are going to challenge each other each week to recall our favorite movies from memory. It won't be a movie we've seen recently, and we won't know the movie ahead of time. Then we'll go rewatch the movie, talk about parts that we missed, talk about our favorite parts, and maybe even talk about things that we didn't know beforehand. So sit back, relax, and see if you can rise to the challenge. Okay, Movie Memories Podcast. You know, we haven't done the normal because we have the intro going, but it just popped in my head. Like we haven't done the normal. You're ready to listen to Movie Memories podcast. Here's an episode. This is what we do. Because, you know, I mean, we got the pre-made intro. We should update that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We, should. <laughs> we, should, we should. We should update it. Give it a little bit more. Uh, pizzazz. Uh, yeah. Some pizzazz, some character. Um, but yeah, no, we're back with an episode. And uh get right to it so you have a movie to challenge me to i do have a movie yeah. um i don't know how many times you've seen this or <laughs> any if uh, anyone's seen this movie and if you have i'm really curious to know what your opinion of it is man if it's that rare it, I'm, try, I'm trying to cheat and think of the list in my head just like, <laughs> come on what is it <laughs> but, yeah. i don't know if i'd call this movie rare oh okay i don't i don't know if people think it's forgettable or if they really like the movie or what like i huh. tried to i tried to figure that out myself by reading some of the reviews about it yeah um, is it one you like it's a casual like like oh. it's like i could not put gonna this put on it and yeah. it's fine there's, there's <laughs> some moments there. that i like there's some moments made i it. like and <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a movie uh yeah okay so, uh well, are you ready lay- yeah, lay it on me. Ready for a little, a little quotation? Sure. Um, this probably won't help you guess it, but I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a series of quotes, but I'm gonna go section by section, like it's a conversation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And the more I go, like you know, you tell me if you want me to keep going. Okay. All right. All right. So. There's two people talking. Okay. And this is how it goes. Yes. Yes, what? Yes is the answer to your question. What question? You want me to say more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if it was uh, ringing a bell or not, but yeah, go ahead. If you got some more, throw it at me. Uh, I need a little bit more context. Okay, I'm not going to say any names because there's a name okay. mentioned here. Oh, come on. Question. Question you've been asking yourself with increased regularity at odd moments. <sighs> Why does that sound familiar? Yes, yes is the answer to your question. Uh, why does that sound so matrixy? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know the question. All you have to do is ask it. And it drives us. Yeah. 
is the matrix real yeah or what is the matrix um uh is there any more to it oh, my, oh yeah there's oh okay keep, keep, going. Going. keep going any guesses <laughs> at all other than the matrix <laughs> no I'm, I'm okay yes yes the answer to your question what question question you've been asking with increased regularity no no i don't have another guess nothing no um okay here's the rest of the quote okay well no m rest of this sentence the, yeah 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 wait this part of this conversation okay going back the question you've been asking yourself with increased regularity at odd moments panting through the extra game of handball when you ran for the plane in delhi when you sat up in bed last night and hit the floor in the office this morning The question that is in the back of your throat, choking the blood to your brain, ringing in your ears over and over as you put it to yourself. Ah, uh, no. And now I'm even more confused. <laughs> <laughs> the response, the question? Yes, the question. Now, this next part might give it away. Okay. Um, let's see if there's another question. Well, good, because... <laughs> <laughs> Ah oh, man, when you were chasing the plane in Delhi. Uh is this no. Is this Mission Impossible? Mm. Uh, yeah, because that doesn't match you saying like eh, it's a movie. The first one's really good. But... Do you have a question about like when it was made, the genre, anything? Oh uh, well, yeah, I, oh okay, well, let's we can get into a little like twenty questions. Is it an action movie? No. Is it a drama? Yes. Okay, it's a drama. Um, is it before the 2000s? Mm-hmm. Okay. Before 2000s drama. Uh, is there, like, murder and stuff in it? Mm. So, is there death? Yes. Uh, is it a, about the main like is it about a character there's a main character if yeah. that's what you mean <laughs> yeah but i mean like is it about them yeah you, know, uh, you know like a main character is going through something or is it a part I would of say, a war or you know like i would say there's like uh one main character but two solid like close to main characters Okay. Other other than the main one. Okay, and it's a drama before two thousands. Mm -hmm. When you chase the plane in Delhi, when you right. hit the office floor. I'm gonna finish that quote. Okay. Okay. The question? Yes. The question. Am I going to die? Yes. Going to die. Why does that sound so like it does sound familiar? Am I going to die? Ugh. No, I still don't know. Um, which is not boding well for me recalling the movie. <laughs> Unless you know it's going to be like happen, and I'm like, oh yeah, that movie. That might that might happen. That might yeah. happen. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know about this movie's existence until like my thirties, maybe. Oh really? Yeah. Like I knew oh. about it, but I never watched it. 
and I didn't realize it was in remotely interesting. Hopefully, I have watched it and didn't realize not to take it off of our list. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you should like. It. It'll be a very be short very first half, because maybe I can get it just like knowing of the movie. But anyway, uh, is there anything else you can use to get me to guess it? Um, because pre okay pre two thousands drama. One of the actors in it. Yeah. You want to know? Sure. Brad Pitt. Is it seven? Mm. Oh. Uh, Meet Joe Black? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen this movie. I've seen it, I think, like two, three times. Two or many, three times. It's not Mini Driver, but they no. look similar. What it's is her name? Claire Forlani. Oh, uh, yeah. She's in English. Is she English? That's the question. <laughs> I think I think she is. I think yeah. She's I think she's like an English person, but in this movie, she's not. She is playing English. She has an English accent, right? Mm-mm. No, no, she's American. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, she's American. The only other and movie Anthony Hopkins really, is American. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. So he's like he's supposed to be the main character, but there's a Re- lot of subplot with Brad Pitt and her. Like, Claire. yeah, there is. I I would say Brad Pitt is the main character. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, I think the movie is about death, like him and what yeah. death would be like if he was personified and trying to also in experience a human experience. Yeah. And he just happens to be there picking up Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> so yeah. do you, you call it? Uh, I can. This will be really, really brief because I can picture some of the scenes and all that, but I wouldn't be able to tell you like the uh, the starting the first shot. Um, but I can tell you the plot of the movie for sure. I could get that far. All right, go for it. (laughs) And now I can picture the scene. Um, that was Brad Pitt talking to Anthony Hopkins. Like, yeah, but it wasn't Brad Pitt's voice. Yeah, it was. But yeah, yeah. But do you want to know? Yeah, and Anthony Hopkins is the one that says, "Am I going to die?" Mm -hmm. And he's yeah. Um. That's that's what this movie is about. Anthony Hopkins is a really successful businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, really successful businessman. He's done a lot in his life. Um, accomplished a whole lot. But I think the only... Is she the only family he has left? Am I getting that right? He doesn't no, have a he wife. Has a, he has another daughter. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he doesn't, his wife isn't around anymore or anything, or they're divorced Correct. or something. She, yeah. I believe she recently died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's accomplished a whole bunch in his life and everything. And then he's approached by this strange man um, who you eventually figure out to be death. Um, and he's come to tell him that he's taking him away. But before he does, he's going to stick around for a little while. Um, and I can't remember if it's purely because he, he get, he's given this opportunity to inhabit a human body and he wants to it, like feel some human things or if it's because he's giving Anthony Hopkins a certain amount of time to like wrap things up and put his affairs in order. I, I don't remember entirely. I feel like it's one of those two things. Mm-hmm. Um or oh god I'm trying to try, i'm trying to remember like the conversations or if he's just caught off guard by 
Do you do you know her name? Just so in I the movie, actually, yeah, uh, Susan. Susan. Or he's just caught off guard by his interaction with Susan while he's there to pick up Anthony Hopkins. Then he makes the decision to stick around for a little while. Um, but yeah, that's what happens. Like he approaches him and basically tells him, "Like I am, I am death. I'm here to take you. Like you're coming to the end of your life." Um, but he is delayed. And I can't remember if he does say the exact amount of time. Um, but he kind of hangs around and he pretends to be his nephew. He, I don't think he says his friend, right? He, he does say he's related to him, right? Mm. No, no, no. Maybe he just does say he's his friend. Um, Joe Black and death starts to experience some human things and he starts to fall for Susan. Mm. Um and wants to be around and I know there's a little conflict at some point because Anthony Hopkins is all pissed that like he is interacting with Susan at all because she's just going to get her heart broken because mm -hmm. um, he's not there for the long haul obviously um, and during the time like Anthony Hopkins is kind of coming to terms with that he's going to die soon and be taken away and uh, maybe contemplating some of his life choices but I'm blanking on basically <laughs> I'm blanking on the end of the movie. Okay. Like I blanking on whether or not it's revealed to Susan who he really is. That scene is really ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't really know. Yeah. You think, you, yeah. you think that maybe she, like that maybe she's figuring it out. The movie's yeah. kind of like a, an empty cup and like, for the audience, like you pour mm -hmm. in your imagination of what you think is happening, yeah. where the movie doesn't actually answer that question. Yeah, like it, like like maybe she knew it, but she yeah. didn't want to acknowledge it. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she falls for she's falling for him too. Mm -hmm. Um. But anyway, I, yeah, like I said, I'm trying to I'm kind of blanking on the end of the movie, but that's essentially the plot. Death is there to any is there to pick up Anthony Hopkins. But he ends up falling for a human and he wants to stick around and experience these things because he's never had the opportunity to do so. Um, and then eventually, yes, Anthony Hopkins does die. It's not, it's not like the I do right. know that I do remember that. It's not like towards the end of it, he changes his mind suddenly and he's like, ah, you know, you live yeah, for another you 20 live. years. <laughs> no, he, he does die and it's time to go. And I think if I remember correctly, by the end of it, he has reconciled the fact that it's happening and he's OK with it. Um, kind of goes with them on equal terms um, right but yeah that, that's uh about all i, re I remember i i can picture some scenes um in how brad pitt i just remember him in the like i think he's in a tuxedo or something like that at, um at one point or a yeah. black suit um i can picture some of that but i can't remember all those details but i do remember i think I remember this fondly as being, I like it. I, but I I could see how you could think how you could come up with that description of like, meh, like, <laughs> you know, it's, I was reading all these reviews about it and there are a lot of people that really love this movie. And yeah. there's a, the, a lot of people that are like, this is too long. And it's, it's very long. <laughs> like, isn't it like two hours, 45 minutes at least? Um, like it's an epic. And the reason I remember it's a two cassetter. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, holy crap. Yeah, it's three hours. Yeah. Two hours and 58 minutes. I remember... I specifically remember this as one of, like my parents had it and this is one of the ones where it's the wide case for two v- mm-hmm. uh, VCR cassettes to slide into. Um, but I think it's good and I remember watching this and thinking like I like Brad Pitt. Like sometimes he's not like the best dramatic actor. Like I don't think he's very good in Seven. That's my <laughs> personal opinion but He's like overacting in seven. Um, But in this, he is very subtle. And I think he plays death who basically doesn't have a personality who develops a personality Mm -hmm. by experiencing being a human. I think he plays that really well. Very curious, but very dead behind the eyes type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like it, it fits. And of course, Anthony Hopkins is really good. There's so many yeah. things I want to talk about with this tonight. I'm wanting to see it. Yeah, first. you need to you need to finish watching, doing your yeah. rewatch through, and I yeah. need to watch it because it's probably been minimum ten years since I've watched it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I remember uh, being at like a a rental store and seeing the cover, Meet Joe Black, and yeah, you don't. It doesn't really tell you much else other than showing Anthony Hopkins, Brad Pitt, somebody yeah. else, and I thought like. Okay, it's like a romance drama that I'm mm-hmm. interested in. I think there's even a <laughs> cover where it's like just Brad Pitt in like a yeah, half probably. shadowed silhouette thing. I think Joe Black. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um no, I mean I'll definitely watch it, but yeah, I remember it. It's it's really long. And unnes- I agree, it's unnecessarily long because a lot of the scenes of the movie could have been comp- they're they're like repeating the same thing. Well, it's like it, that scene when he's supposed to tell Susan who he is. Yeah. Even that is like ridiculously long takes. Yeah. For just that conversation. Like I remember watching it and just like, how long is this going to last? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Long you know, scenes and long scenes. And if I, if I remember right. And the th- they're like repetitive scenes, like the thing they're trying to get across. You know, just yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. That's about all I remember for me, me <laughs> Joe Black. I hope that entices everybody to go watch it with me, um, so that I can actually try to recall it front to back. I think I could do a speed run through this because, like you were saying, the some the scenes are so long. It's funny yeah. we just did a movie that's similar to that, like long scenes, drawn out s- stuff in between the plot points. You could probably, I could probably recall this movie in the same amount of time that I did without watching it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there, okay, they meet. All right, now they go on a little date, and yeah, there are some like significant scenes, and the rest of it's fluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, well, then I guess I need to go watch this oh movie. Gosh. I'll make, I'll make Lish watch it too. Although, because to anybody else that's watching this, it's also. It's a boring movie, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can be, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of provocative scenes to pull you in. There's not a lot of action, even though I know you said it's a drama, but like, it, there's not a lot that's super intriguing that would just make you so engaged on the screen 
Like, it's about one thing. There's a lot of interesting things that happen and a lot of emotional stuff, but there are scenes that could just be completely removed. Yeah. And there were some reviews that I did agree with on that aspect. Yeah, Yeah. you you go watch the movie. You, uh, You come back and let me know what you think. Yeah, it's definitely... On the emotional side, I, yeah. I know that's the point of it. It's supposed yeah. to make you feel things, and it's a cool premise. Yeah, it is. That was one yeah. reason why, like, I when I first watched it, you know, as an adult, yeah, I was like, "How did I never hear about this?" Like, yeah, if death was a the, person, what because would it be that like? you know that that plot was like, and the way that they were doing it was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something completely different. When right I, <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, oh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Well, then I'm going to go watch it. And because, I mean, I don't remember anything uh, very, I don't remember even that. Well, I remember the quote now because now that I put it in the context of that movie. But um, yeah, I'm just going to go watch the movie and then we'll be back and I'll try to run through this thing properly. Trust, responsibility, taking the weight for your choices and feelings and spending the rest of your life living up to them. And above all, not hurting the object of your love. So that's what love is, according to William Paris? Multiplied by infinity and take it to the depth of forever, and you will still have barely a glimpse of what I'm talking about. Those were my words. They're mine now. All right, I am back to redeem part one. <laughs> <laughs> I sat through the whole thing. All three hours? All three hours, yeah. For a second there, I I hours. let myself almost get distracted. I was like, almost reaching for my phone, you know. But I was like, no, just stay here and, and enjoy it. Um, yeah. So I watch it. Should I should I try and do a quick run through? So what you think? I couldn't get Wait, much yeah, details. Tell me your before before you do that. Tell All me right. what you think about it. I thought it was better than even I remembered, and I actually. I enjoyed it, but I was going to bring this up anyway, but I think in my older age, it's on, you know, people hear that. (laughs) You're not not that old, but I think in my older age, I'm just getting softer, you know, because we just did the episode on Gladiator, right? And I said, towards the end of that, I got a little emotional. I didn't like cry, but you know, you get a little like, oh man, that's, that's hitting. And right. The, the whole idea that his like wife and son were dead and. Yeah, he was going back to the, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all it's, it's rough you know, to think like, about. The emotion got to me, and then same thing with this movie, uh, especially towards the end and everything. But it's sad because of death, realizing, feeling love and <laughs> loss and all that, and then Anthony Hopkins like, uh, uh, or whatever his name is. Oh, why did I just lose it? Parish, Bill Parish, William Parish. Um, him, Will, will yeah, perish. Will perish. Um, and him coming towards the end of his life. He will. He will perish. <laughs> yeah, he will perish. And they called him Bill for short, but he. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, he's coming to the end of his life, and he's saying goodbye to everybody, and realizing what's more important, and wanting to just tell his family he loves them, and um, that type of thing. And I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of it's pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought it was better than I was leading myself into it because we were both on 
of the opinion like it's kind of bland it's kind of it's a movie you know type thing it's but a movie I thought it, yeah i thought yeah. it was better than i was giving it credit for yeah 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 but I all have the mixed points we made about in, Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was talking them up in the first part, and then as I was watching, I was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have talked them up so much because there were parts <laughs> that it, it wasn't that good. You could tell it just wasn't mm. on. You know, there were parts my, where they were great. My favorite scenes here. Let's go through okay. parts that you forgot first. Uh, pretty much almost all of it. I, you know, I remembered the plot, but I didn't remember <laughs> a lot of the. I guess pivotal scenes. So it does start out with Bill Parrish um, showing up. The house is being planned for a birthday party. Um, he's a big time businessman. They never say exactly what they do, except they're called William Parrish or just Parrish Communications. Yeah, and they deli- they deliver the news. So I'm assuming it's some big like network uh, company. Mm-hmm. Um. And any hoozle. So he's has dinner with his family at his really lavish apartment. Um, it's scheduled. They're supposed to be there. And well, I guess I should say beforehand, he starts to hear a voice in the night. He thinks he's dreaming it. Um, yes. Says, yeah. And I, that, that part I did forget. Cause I remember the quote you were talking about in the conversation between him and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. But I did forget how it led into it. It's a voice in his head at first. Um, yes. Yeah. And then he has the freak out in his office where he thinks he might be having a heart attack, pains in his chest and everything. And he collapses to the floor. And um, when he's walking away from the airplane that took him to the office, he hears the voice repeating what he told his daughter mm-hmm. in, the, in the helicopter about finding love and being passionate and falling deeply in love. And if you don't do those things, you won't have lived a full life, essentially. Like, would you have really lived? Anyway, um, a party's yeah. being thrown. He goes to the office. You find out about this deal that's going to be going on with Benicky. Benicky? Ben, ben? Benedict? Um, I think it's Benicky. Something no. like that. <laughs> Benedict. <laughs> Benedict. It's it's a name. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever, so the acquisition. Other, the, the posing communications yes yeah Yeah. and they're about to absorb parish communications and um whatever that kid's name is andrew drew bonticu 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 yeah Um, yeah bonticu john bonticu so yeah and drew um william Parrish's right hand man also dating his daughter um susan uh you know, is kind of heading the charge and making this deal happen. Anyway, he goes to work. He has that almost heart attack. And then he comes home for dinner and he hears the voice in his head again. He's, and it tells him that he's right outside the front door. And so he asks somebody to go let yeah. let somebody in. Oh, I didn't hear a doorbell. Yeah, there's just check for me. And somebody is there. They go and they talk in the library and it's revealed to be Brad Pitt. Um who is death in the body of a young man that it just killed earlier that day that had had a meet cute with Susan Williams daughter. Um, surprisingly, there's a lot that happens in the first third of the movie. And then the last two right. thirds are a lot slower. Um, 
Anyway, he has a conversation with death. He reveals himself to be death, reveals that yes is the answer to your question. Am I going to die? Um, and he gives him a proposition. He's like, hey, I want to linger around for a little bit. It's going to be an indiscriminate amount of time. I want to experience being a human. I want you to be my guide. And as long as you are guiding me and I'm experiencing these things, I don't have to take you away. But when it's done, it's done and we go. And of course, you know, he's going to save his own life. So he's going to say yes. Um, even though I think he basically, if I remember right, he basically says like, well, I don't have much of a choice. And Brad Pitt's like, yeah, it's non-negotiable. Like, I'm doing this or I'm taking you. Um, so they go to dinner with his family, introduce himself as his longtime associate, Joe Black. And you're right. Like these scenes I thought were better when he plays death than they actually turned out to be. <laughs> Some of it's good. Yeah. Some of it is good when he Some gets is, real serious, yeah. when he turns the switch and he's like, wait a minute, I'm still a formidable force. I am death. But when he's whimsical and experiencing the world it's not that good yeah yeah <laughs> the peanut butter stuff it's like uh, oh. i don't know but anyway to try to keep running through this as quickly as possible um yeah do the highlights from here until the yeah. party okay yeah so like party is where most of it happens but exactly yeah he's introduced to the rest of the family susan's taken back because she's like Hey, I just saw you this morning and Brad Pitt, obviously death has no idea. Um, and from there, it's basically a series of Brad Pitt following William Parrish around. He goes to work with him. He goes to the board meeting with him. He listens about the deal. He listens to Will uh, say, no, we're not going to sell to John uh, Bonacue because this is my company. I built it. I want it the way I um the one I want it the way I built it as I go. He snaps at death and saying like, I want you to Joe, I should call him Joe instead of death. <laughs> he snaps at Joe and <laughs> he says, I want to be alone, go out into the city, like leave me alone. Like I assume you're going to be back. So just give me some time alone. And so then there's a couple scenes like that where Joe is out on his own. He goes to see Susan at the hospital. He talks uh, to that. Um, Island woman, Jamaican woman, I'm assuming Jamaican or Islander. Yeah, the Jamaican woman. Pacific mm -hmm. Islander, she's um, or uh, Caribbean, sorry, Caribbean, not Pacific Islander. But anyway, in the yeah. hospital, she's dying. She recognizes, like, that's a bad spirit. and He has a little conversation with her. Which is kind of cute. Uh, you see, like, the... It's fine until he speaks. <laughs> I know, he does the accent. <laughs> yeah. His accent. What you doing, woman? Yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah no. i like yeah, the content on. because when there's the scenes that show the downside to his job as death like right they show yeah. that he clearly doesn't really enjoy it like he has to do this all the time he has to listen to it all the time listen to people begging and all that and yeah mm -hmm. uh so there's a little flirtation and everything still going on between susan and joe and um, really the next kind of pivotal thing that occurs beyond just the same thing, Susan and Joe getting a little bit closer and, and, 
uh, flirting and being around each other more often. Eventually, Anthony Hopkins, like, point blank asking him, asking him, uh, what are your intentions with my daughter? Like, what are you doing? I saw you guys together, etc. Um, the next big thing is Drew kind of seeing what's happening between Susan and Joe and mm -hmm. at another dinner at Will's place basically says like, I can see what's going on. You know, I don't like the way you talk to him. I don't like the way he talks to you. And she's like, well, I do like the way I talk to him and the way he talks to me and they break up. Um, after that, um, at the next dinner at the apartment, cause there's three dinners in a row cause he keeps wanting them to come over for dinner cause he's about to die. So he wants to spend more time with them. Um, what is his name? Quince. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I love that actor. I can't remember yeah, his name. He's great. But um, I love him. He's so he's funny. Arrested development. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, his his timing, his voice, his mannerisms, like he's just Jeffrey a really Tambor. Great, yeah. yeah, Tambor. He's just a really good actor and a really good comedy actor. But um, he's kind of a goofball in this, and <laughs> a little is. bit of comedic relief. And he, but he's perfect at it. Um, uh, so he goes and talks to Will, who's sitting next to Joe. And he's like, hey, don't worry about John Bonacue. I've got some mergers lined up and I want to come talk to you about them. And Will ends up saying, well, that's all well and good, but, you know, it's really up to Joe. He says that line and Quince goes and tells Drew about it. He's like, hey, Drew, don't worry about the merger. Um, you know, I've got mergers lined up, too, and so we'll be fine. And he said, plus. When the timing is right, you know, it'll work out. And he's like, what do you mean the timing? He's like, oh, because the old man says it's up to Joe. So um, and he thinks he's just talking to him and genuinely, you know, being a friend to him. But Drew took that as, oh, really? He said, Joe's in charge. So Joe's making the decisions. And ultimately, Drew uses this as ammunition to get Will Parrish and the Hopkins uh, fired from the board. So they have another unsanctioned secret meeting where he comes up with this plan. Then they have an unsanctioned um, board meeting and Bill comes into the boardroom and they, he basically says like, Quince, tell me exactly what Joe or uh, what Bill said to you. And he tells them and he's like, okay, so now there's somebody influencing our CEO or CEO, our board chair motion to remove him on his birthday and force him into retirement. Mm -hmm. They all say yes, because they think, you know, he's being influenced by this dude. And that's kind of almost the end of that. Um, until the party, um, there is a scene and I'm getting the order out of a little out of order, but there is a, a romance scene. Joe and Susan get a little closer and a little closer. They finally kiss. um, and they finally make love. They they do the thing. Yep. And it's it's the music in this movie is really good, but it's sometimes over the top for the scenes that it's laid over. <laughs> um, I noticed that like the music gets so loud and it's so beautiful and epic and everything, but sometimes the content of the scene 
is not that big and epic and pivotal. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ha- I want to have respect for the scene just because, you know, people acted it and it was like a lot to do, but at the same time a part of me just is like that scene was I don't know how to feel about that scene. Yeah. It just <laughs> like too, it was too long. Yeah, it was too long. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like this a death is like almost virginal in yeah. that situation. Yeah. And very rigid. It's Brad Pitt and he's trying to play that and yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah. Yeah. I mean she even <laughs> says the line after they're done. She goes, I love making love to you. It's like I made love to someone that's never right uh had sex before and it's like oh well yep technically you just had sex with <laughs> a corpse <laughs> the, the uh, yeah um but yeah the music like it's so loud and and it's so long in that scene that scene is way too long it could have been a quarter of that length i mean literally supposed to show that like i do get it why yeah. he, why he tried to i don't know if he succeeded at portraying it as well as yeah he could have but Mm. yeah but it it exists in this film yeah (laughs) they literally could have just had the scene shorter and still given her that line yes yeah exactly they could have just yeah skipped to that and then everyone would still understood it happened (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um so they've made love and she leaves the house and anthony hopkins this is when i think he really lays into him about it um about he's going to be breaking her heart and you know why are you doing this and all that and anyway now it comes to the party so um joe and bill are there at the party it's at his whatever um actual house even, yeah not as not his downtown apartment right his actual Which house. his other daughter calls it daddy's place or, yes you know. and i love that actress too and I'm yes. drawing a blank uh, on her Marcia name. Marcia Gay Harden. Yeah. 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 I, th- I love her and like basically everything she does. Um, but she's his other daughter mm-hmm. who clearly is not his favorite. And there's that yeah. scene towards the end when they're saying goodbye. Where, um, so party. He has a scene with her. Um, mm-hmm. Bill comes down and inspects the party and and he basically says, like, you're, you know, you're so wonderful. You did so well. You're doing so well with this. And, you know, thank you. And um, and he said and he's about to apologize. And she kind of predicts what he's apologizing for, which is not being the same father to her as he was for Susan. But she basically says, it's OK, like I always felt love and you took care of me and all this. And I didn't need to be your favorite because you were my favorite. and. It's real touching. Yeah. Um, and then the party comes along and we know that he's going to be at the end of the party, you know, taken with Joe. But, oh, sorry. And Joe, before the party, does lay down to Bill. He says, like, I've realized what I've needed to do here. My experience is done. So tomorrow after the party is when it's going to happen. Anyway, so he he preemptively tells him, like, it's going to happen then. That's what we're going to do. Right. Um, and so after he has, sorry, I forgot about this, but it's another kind of crucial part. And it's very long, but it's very good. But he has a long conversation with that woman in the hospital as he lets her yeah. pass. Um, yeah. He goes to visit her 
and you know, and lets her pass because she asked for it and he said he would. But she has this big, long conversation basically where she's like, you don't belong here. You know, this is that was there's a little thing that he says. I'm pretty sure he says it before he has this conversation with her. But he uh, I'm pretty sure he tells him that he's going to take Susan with him when he leaves. Yeah. And then he goes to see Susan in the hospital with flowers. She's not there. And then he ends up seeing the Jamaican woman. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when that's when that scene plays out. Yes. So right. Right after that. To show kind of like basically what Parrish just told him. Like, yes. You shouldn't be doing that. You're yeah, you shouldn't be doing do it. Right. She yeah. does like you don't even know her. You and she doesn't even know you. How could it be love? It's infatuation. Mm-hmm. How could it truly be love? And that's exactly what the Jamaican woman basically tells him. Yes. And she's like, you got to move on. You got to get out of here. You can't do all of that. Um, and so he does try to tell her, but basically he says, uh, Joe during the party goes and talks to Susan and says like, I have to leave. Um, mm-hmm. and she knew it because she was also told by her father, like, Hey, he's going to be gone. Like he's going to be leaving. You're going to end up with your heart broken. So just prepare, prepare yourself essentially. Um, and so, yeah, he doesn't say like, I am death. Let me take Mm -hmm. you with me and all that. He just tells her that he does have to leave. Um, but he doesn't want to, and he really wants to be with her. Um, but yeah, they leave it at that. It's basically broken up and they don't see each other until the very end. Yeah. There's a brief moment when she like kind of starts to shake cause she's afraid and she thinks she knows it's him. Yeah. Like she thinks she knows what he is, but then she's like, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You're or she knows that he's not, n- not normal. Like there's not yes, something normal something, going on. She says you're not Joe. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Like, who and are she you? says you're already like, far away from here. And yeah. That. And then yeah. she gets, she circles back to you're Joe. <laughs> yeah. Cause he <laughs> and, does say yeah. like, he tries to do the whole, uh, uh, uh what is it called? Uh, what's the movie twilight um <laughs> what am i say it out say loud it. <laughs> he does that i remember watching it yeah. and i was like oh my god he's oh, totally wow. doing a edward cullen thing and because he's like who am i say yeah. it. you know who am i because he, he does that with anthony hopkins earlier yeah. in the movie yeah yeah yeah. Which he has a lot more context to go with. Yes. <laughs> but she's just like, you're Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. We can't be, do this. So yeah. anyway, they guess right. <laughs> yeah. They break up. Um, and then he goes up into, or this happens slightly different order. Um, right. He goes up to Bill's office and they're chit chatting. And Quince has arranged for Drew to come to the party. So yes. that Bill could talk with them. And this thing, this scene's great. Yeah, um, I really like because this, this is a good Brad Pitt scene, you know, mm-hmm. like. But uh, um, Bill wants to get the board of directors to listen to Drew being caught red handed for double dipping. Essentially, he arranged for the merger, the takeover of Parish Communications from yeah. John Bonacue. He was working both sides. Of the he deal. was. He was a mole. Yeah, he was a mole. So he gets them to admit that. And then Joe kind of takes over the conversation. He's like, it's time for me to tell you who I am. 
And Bill doesn't, I don't think, know about the act until he says it. But he's like, Joe, you don't have to do this. He's like, no, it, yeah. it's fine. Don't tell him. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no, really, you don't have to do this. And then he says, I am an agent for the Internal Revenue Service. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, so then he basically goes on this big, awesome rant where he's like, we've been watching you. We enlisted Bill's help to try and catch um, John Bonacue and and the things that he's been doing wrong with these acquisitions and and then we found out that you were in on it and the way he avoids taxes whenever he buys these companies and he's like we have yeah. all the evidence in the world and Drew basically admits it and, um and he repeats he has, that line that you gave me the yes, quote about the yes. um, being in a room for a millennium with no doors, with no doors. Mm-hmm. um. And the board members are like, oh, we've heard the whole thing. Resignation accepted. You know, get out of here. And now Bill feels better because his company gets to stay whole. um, And he goes to enjoy the party. He gets to say goodbye to Susan. He does a small little speech. Mm -hmm. um, Which the speech is short. But it's good. Yeah. And again, I feel like just the older I get, I'm just a little more of a softie. I right. didn't get like emotional listening to it, but I was just like listening. I was like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to hold on to what's dear. And 65 years goes by in a blink. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's here. So anyway, he gives a speech. He dances with Susan, tells her how much he loves her and how much he wants her to not regret anything. Live without regrets, not to regret to have been with Joe and all that. And then he goes and meets Joe, who's standing off in the distance, um, watching the party. Mm-hmm. And Joe's getting a little emotionally seeing this, and he knows he has to say goodbye to. Um, and then they walk over this bridge together, and Susan sees them at a distance and goes chasing after them. And they disappear into the distance. And then Bill doesn't come back, but Joe does. But Joe is no longer Joe. He's the guy uh, who he killed. The coffee shop guy. Yeah. yeah. He lets him live, essentially brings him back. Yeah, he brings him back. Um, Susan and him have a little bit of a moment, some dialogue, basically like, where have you been? And, oh, I don't know. Suddenly I was yeah, here. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm here. Yeah, See he's very, party, right? Like, yeah, he's very cool with it. He's and not freaking out like any normal person. No. <laughs> and then she does say the line that leads you to think, she figured it out but mm-hmm. she does say to him i wish you could have met my father as yeah. if she knows that he's no longer there um but then that's it huge fireworks which have to be practical it's either comped in or they mm-hmm. were real fireworks because the reflections in the water that's in front of yeah, them i think they were real which is pretty cool because they were they're i don't big. know i feel like that's yeah they were big <laughs> and it looked great yeah and they probably you know like we got one take guys yeah we got one <laughs> shot at this yeah the fireworks are going off you gotta say your lines don't mess we gotta up. get the shot <laughs> yeah because we don't have these lined up again um we gotta wait anyway. for the smoke to clear before we reset yes yeah, yeah it, would, it would be a nightmare yeah um and then that was it that's the end of the movie um so i didn't take any notes because i mean i was absorbing it pretty well and we talked a lot about the things that I want to say anyway, it was, you know, about Brad Pitt's acting whenever he was supposed to be curious death yeah. versus when he's serious death. 
My um, favorite version of him in this movie is when he's in the coffee shop. Oh, he's great. With, it's perfect. With Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great scene. Well, when, he, when he comes back, it's yeah. Brad Pitt again. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. He's, he's better at being charismatic. Yeah, he you really is. I mean? Yeah. Which is why, like, part of me, I understand that scene. I understand why they wanted him for that. Yeah. But as death, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know why, like, they picked Brad. I mean, Brad Pitt was a big yeah. name at the time. He was huge. And Anthony Hopkins is the main reason I like this movie. Yeah. He's, he's just, good. He's so his good. His voice, his presence, the way he delivers everything, the and way he, he looks at people. Yeah. He's the voice of death, like, in his head. Yes. And the way he did those lines were so yeah. good that yeah. when Brad Pitt becomes death, it's like, what happened? <laughs> I, I mean, he reminds me of uh, how he played Hannibal Lecter. At least how he delivered the lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, my biggest issue with this movie is the giant plot holes that are created. Oh, there are multiple. With, with Brad Pitt being death. <laughs> like the <laughs> coffee shop guy being death. Um, because the obvious the, the biggest one is how's anyone gonna be okay with this dude being around still at the end of the movie? Like they're gonna discover Bill Parrish's body out in the field somewhere. <laughs> the last person to see him, you know, with somebody is the guy who's standing next to Susan. He has no memory of anything that's transpired over the last uh, maybe a week of time yeah. or something. Yeah. And he does know none of these people. How is she going to explain it? All these people mm -hmm. are going to like be like, don't you remember? And but, uh -oh. call him Joe. <laughs> and he's like, no. So how is he ever going to actually be with Susan? Like, that's right. just such a big glaring plot hole that it's hard to, at the end of the movie, feel like, oh, they're going to be together well, and everything. Yeah. There's a lot of aspects with. <laughs> The simple fact that, like, he's this all-knowing, powerful being, but he doesn't understand the minutia of eating, like, yes. and drinking water. But he understands yes. IRS agents mm -hmm. and taxes. Yes, and, <laughs> you know, yeah, because uh, what's his face? Uh, he doesn't. He's never heard nothing is certain but death and taxes. But. Yeah. When Bill gives him some money and he's like, here, this should hold you for the day. You do under, I assume you do understand money. And he's like, yes, that can't buy you happiness. But he knows that the, yeah. the saying that he, death can't, or money can't <laughs> buy you happiness. He knows that, but he not knows death and taxes. <laughs> all these little things, but not like, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just too large of, plot holes like that that when you think about the movie as like oh it's interesting it could happen but with the plot holes it's like it's i don't know it just doesn't feel as serious or interesting like if he had all the knowledge of the universe and yes. then when he became a person and started to say things like i've never felt wind on my face yes like the actual experience. And yeah. Like if he knew how to use fork knife, you know, cutting stuff up 
that stuff is fine but then when he ate then he said like oh my god i've never tasted anything you know things like that would have made more sense than agreed acting like you've just been born yeah but still having this crazy knowledge and wide vocabulary you know i don't know yeah no i i totally agree that's why (laughs) it's just it's not necessarily that it's hard to take it seriously it's hard to take it seriously as a concept as an interesting concept yeah because then it's not as interesting it's a drama about you know the end of your life and yes but they also try to get this subplot going with death and his experiences Mm -hmm. and you know if they thought more about that i don't know agreed Um, agreed because what's the resolution there yeah there's there's a clear resolution of will's uh, plot line which is coming to terms with the end of his life and mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't chosen because he was a really bad person that needed to redeem himself because mm-hmm. death says he chooses him because he had a good life and yeah. he's well versed and experienced and he's a good person so he thought he'd be a good guide so his plot line is very linear and it's going to one place and it's just the end of his life and he wants to be around the people that he loves for death yeah. What's the resolution? He gets to experience some things as a human, but you don't get to see that he like regrets being a human or that it's not everything it cracked up to be or 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 that he's super happy. That that he, he doesn't do like it. he kind of scratched the surface of wanting to stay human. Yeah, like he really scratched the surface. He said he wanted to take Susan back with him. Yeah. But also that kind of sentiment was that of like childish a yeah. little bit you know selfish and yeah and why not the inverse no depth. like um he mentioned you know the line that you said uh one of the quotes was like what were you doing in the shower today no or shaving um you weren't just shaving you were yeah making uh plans and doing this that's what it's like for me you know i can be with you and deal with all the other death in the world so if he can do that, why right. not just stay as Joe? <laughs> <Instead> <laughs> he, of he goes like, across the bridge and he yeah. just comes back as death. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, see you, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go hang out for a bit. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were meaning like he goes back like as not Brad Pitt, but whatever oh, death actually looks like. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Like the it's Grim me, Reaper, uh, yeah. Like the Grim Reaper from uh, um, uh, Scrooged. Oh man, <laughs> with the that's, that's dark. Yeah, out of his ribcage. <laughs> no, no words. Just the yeah. like TV screen in his face. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I mean, why not? Horrifying. Like, in because uh, he he basically makes it like there's no other choice if he wants this. If he wants to be with Susan, she has to come with him. He can't just stay in the body. Yeah. Yeah. It's like or I'm this could have rules. Or I don't know. There could have been a comedy made with this similar concept <laughs> where <laughs> Joe's body is slowly decaying because yes, he took over a dead body, but it's not preserving. So right. like he's slowly rotting. Yeah. He doesn't have much time getting left. So bloated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's still like falling for him and wonders what's wrong. Like, are you getting sick? Yeah. Skin's starting to crack and fall off. Yeah. A rigor mortis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a, like a morbid comedy for sure. Yeah. Morbid yeah. comedy. Um, yeah. 
there were some yeah, I don't know. There were like little things in this movie that reminded me of other movies, like the idea that he's uh friends with Anthony Hopkins at the end. Like, oh he's like an old friend. Greeted, yeah, greeted like an old just friend. Just like they say. Just like that. in yeah. uh Deathly Hollows. Yeah. 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 Um overall, I mean I can deal with all of that stuff that I just talked about and yeah. still enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um the, the one of the things that I really do like about it is the cinematography and the music. I know I was dogging on the music about it being overwhelming in some scenes cuz like I said there were scenes where there's like very little dialogue and very little going mm-hmm. on but the music just keeps swelling and getting louder and uh, but anyway, Pulling the music's beautiful. Yeah, yep. it's very beautiful, and I could listen to that soundtrack for sure. And uh, but it pairs well with the cinematography because the scenes are so stretched out. There's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of longer shots. I do like the cinematography. Yeah, very pretty. Yeah. So about a year or so later, he does Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah, so. the rising star of Brad Pitt. Yeah, like and what year was this? Ninety eight. This was ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninety eight. That's what I thought. I don't know why it felt like it was mid nineties. <laughs> Big movies. Ninety eight, ninety nine. Is it Saving Private Ryan? Ninety eight, ninety nine. Somewhere around there. I think and... so. And then Phantom Menace came out. Yeah, and there was actually a trailer for it on this movie. Apparently, <laughs> a lot of people bought tickets for it and then just left after the trailer. No way. Yeah, there's, it's in I the trivia facts on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer's about to come out. I mean, I yeah. do remember Phantom Menace just because, like, you know, a Star Wars movie hadn't been around for 20 years. So, yeah. like, everyone was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And the trailers did only showed so much. And you're just like, oh, yeah. I need to know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We could talk about the prequels. Every, I, I, I see things pop up on social media all the time where basically it's a topic of discussion where they're like originally not so good and everyone was dogging on it but then the people that were kids then who were it's us you know we mm-hmm. were kids when that came out have grown up like it's a break of brand new appreciation for them you go back and you rewatch them it's like actually pretty great <laughs> yeah it was okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recently just watched the re rewatched the prequels. Um, Attack of the Clones is not that great, but no, I thought episode one. No. It's really I like episode one, especially that fight. And then yeah, the fight's pretty amazing. Episode three, yeah, it's great. It's intense, heavy. Yes, Good. Attack of the Clones. I just can't get over you and McGregor's beard and his mullet. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> that, that's that, the only thing. Yeah, because he can grow a real beard, but for half of it or whatever, they had a fake beard on him, and then his fake. Uh, oh, I never noticed mullet. that. Well, I guess yeah. I'll have to look at it now. Yeah, watch the like first half of the movie. It's like way thinner and looks like the mustache is fake and all that, and it. So like for half the movie, it's fake. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. Plus that mullet's just you know. What was the point? Oh, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> going through his mullet phase like it just doesn't yep. make sense but anyway yeah no but on meet joe black it's it's good i do say uh, from that first part i was you know hyping up brad pitt playing death and being all uh weird but 
watching it again. Yeah. Best scenes are when he's actually death, not whenever he's being curious human. Yeah. Quick, sure. uh, quick topic. If uh-huh. someone else could, could have played his character, who do you think could have done it? Better? Uh, you know, I almost want to say like, uh, Russell Crowe. Just think, well, I feel like he played a character like that. I don't remember. But someone that it's nice that he was young. Yes. Right. But I think he was was young. I think he was a little maybe looked a little too young and looked a little too polished. I think it would have been better with someone that was a bit less perfect and a bit slightly older just to give off like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Gravitas. Yeah. The idea that his thoughts and emotions could go be so deep. Yes. You know, when you're looking yeah. at Brad Pitt, the thought doesn't come across that he's, you know, anything but surface. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Like he's a good actor he, at some stuff, but he delivers the line, uh, like the IRS line and all that. Like he delivers the serious stuff pretty well. Like he, um, He speaks it. He he. The delivery is good. Yeah, but could someone have done better with the screen presence? See, that's the, the thing. That was yeah. what I was trying to say earlier. When Anthony Hopkins does his bit as yeah. a voiceover, yeah, I feel like he had the lines, and they told him to just do the scene, yeah. and then he added to it. Like yeah, he, yeah. I feel like he made it his own to like right. sound mysterious and cryptic whereas yeah. brad pitt i feel like he just read it and mm-hmm. the director told him be more like death <laughs> or yeah. something to that effect and he just yeah you know what i mean i agree and there's uh so whenever i th- try to think of if there's an actor that does that's better it would have to be someone who can do that but also be plausible to be in to a romantic Susan. relationship yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the struggle is because if you put like Russell Crowe, I feel like would be really good at the death part. I agree. Piercing eyes. Like he's, he's got a real serious face when he's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think his matchup with um, that Charisma actress, would not be the same. Yeah. It just wouldn't be the same. Um, and so it'd have to be somebody that can do them both. And I don't know. I can't think of somebody else that's like that. That was around yeah. that time. It's Young tough. Harrison Ford, maybe. Yeah, but he, you know. I don't know. Yeah, and I know the answer to the question is: Could they remake this? Nah, I think it would fall flat. Nobody would really care to go watch it, especially so in this, this era of movies. Kind of, yeah. This kind of was a remake, but not really. Mm. It's based on Death Takes a Holiday, nineteen thirty-four. Oh, um, but I don't think it had the love for the romantic side. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like death was the sole focus. Like, yeah, it wasn't the parish and then death comes. I think it was just death shows up. Yeah. But, um, that Caribbean woman, <laughs> whenever he's talking with her and she's like, are you here to take me or something like that? When he first meets her and he goes, nah, I'm on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so right. He even says that like, nah, I'm on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, unrelated to this other than we were just talking about Russell Crowe, you know, 
in the last episode, I was like, you know what? Could they remake this? Should they remake it? You know, and all that. I totally forgot. Ridley Scott ma- is making a Gladiator 2. Oh, is he? Yeah. I, I remembered oh. hearing about it, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, he is making one. And he's got, what? like, a bunch of people in it. But, yeah, he is making a Gladiator 2, and I think it's supposed to focus on Commodus' Denzel Washington. Yeah. A bunch of people are in it, but I think the focus is supposed to be Commodus's son. And originally, Lucius? oh, it's Lucius, the son of Maximus's yeah. love, Lucilla. Yeah. Um, there was this original plot idea that some guy had when um that first wrote it that Maximus gets resurrected by the Roman gods, and he's an undying soldier who ends up saving like Rome and then also throughout history fighting in all these wars. Like he's immortal, but he's like, has he's a, an immortal soldier. So he fights through like every major war, world war two and all that stuff into the future. I, 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 that's not like I said about gladiator. Going. Yeah. Like I said about <laughs> gladiator and they could have easily have gone like Conan, the barbarian route. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. that, they like rode that line of drama action. They're not doing that. But that was apparently the original direction that it was going, and then somebody <laughs> else came in, and yeah. yeah. But Ridley Scott's directing it again. So, all right, just FYI. Let's see, <laughs> um, so you rewatched a little bit. Are you? Uh, do you have any other thoughts on? Uh, no, Black? just it. I still keep going back to Brad Pitt. Like I like, I like Brad Pitt, but. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Agreed. He's just there to be a pretty face and yeah. be the curious Maybe it's guy. his voice. Because like you were saying, like the way he reads it, it's like he was just reading it off the page. Maybe in maybe in his head he was like, Well, that's what I'm supposed to do. This guy doesn't even know how to do inflection and all that. Right. Like, that's but, a perfectly logical, you know, yeah. approach. But it's still but, just doesn't hit as hard as, like you said, Anthony Hopkins, who, to be fair, he has like an extraordinary voice. Yes. But he also has the way to deliver it. Yes. I think someone else maybe could have done better with just a different voice. Because yeah, I don't even think his mannerisms and all that were that bad. If he Really, it's just yeah, the way he delivers him, everything. Yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Got me thinking about Gladiator 2 now. <laughs> well, get ready for it. I think it's next year. Yeah. They're actively oy, making oy. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe, meet Joe Black. And when I say Meet Joe Black, it remind, it makes me want to say, what's that movie? Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different movies. <laughs> meet Joe Young. <laughs> yeah. Meet Mighty Joe Young. Um, he's a giant gorilla. <laughs> I think I watched that movie once, but like Rest just hearing that, yeah, 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 was raised by death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's meet Joe Black. Um, so, do you have anything else for it? I don't think so. Long I movie. feel like I didn't do like I I remember the plot and I could just see all those images, but yeah, there's a lot more subtlety and there's a lot of dialogue. So, yeah, this movie. There's a group of movies from the '90s that had the same feeling. Like yeah. when you're watching it, the same musical feeling, the same yeah, yeah. visual feeling, 
this is in this group of films and i i couldn't tell you like all the films there's some yeah. college movies that remind yeah, me yeah, yeah you know what i'm talking about that yeah music. i know what you're talking about yeah that, that was a thing back in the 90s yeah. and i'm gonna like make a list i'm gonna figure it out <laughs> there were a lot of dramas around this time because when was goodwill hunting that was also like 97 similar right yeah and yeah. then uh similar feel Dead Poet Society and also similar feel. Yes, yeah, as far as the music right. and yeah, the visuals. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of movies around the same time that we're doing this. Not as many now. No, yeah. and that's what. Yeah, you don't have that same kind of mm. drawn out scenes, music through all of yeah. it to like carry your emotions. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we'll too bad. It out. Well, I was glad. I was glad to. Re- it was a good pick, and I'm glad you did. That I had seen it before, but wasn't perfect, and I was glad to go rewatch it. It was good. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's all for Meet Joe Black. Unless you have anything last minute you wanted to say about it. Uh, just that. What's her face? Uh, Susan. Yeah. She fell in love with two different people. I don't know if I talked about that. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with. Totally different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely fast. (laughs) His explanation was, oh, I wasn't quite myself then. When she meets him at the table, the dinner table. Yeah. That's what she's like. "Uh, You know, you're totally different this morning. He's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't quite myself. She just takes that as like, oh, this is his actual personality. Oh, this is an improvement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. (laughs) And falls in love with essentially a robot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A robot. And she's just, I guess she's totally fooling herself. And she did yeah. it with Drew, I guess. So that's in yeah. her character. <laughs> to, like, just totally lie to again, herself. It's, like, he's just, you know. <laughs> it's prime uh, 90s Brad Pitt. So what are you going to do? Exa- exactly. That was the only <laughs> saving grace for why she Who stuck with him. Love. Like, well, he's hot. So I guess. Yeah. But like his. <laughs> Platinum blonde hair and everything. Right? It's like, How can you resist? <laughs> if yeah. it was a switch, like if death was a woman, you know. And, oh, yeah. You know, it, it, I can imagine the same thing happening. You know, yeah. She's like, well, she's different, but, but she's still <laughs> she's, hot. Yeah, she's still hot. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. Yeah. Um, well, if anybody has that uh, better explanation as to how that could happen, where you just let yourself fall in love with two completely different people, so long as it's Brad Pitt, yep. uh, email us. Do so at moviememorypodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also go to linktree.com backslash moviememoriespodcast to see all the ways that you can follow us on social media and all the ways that you can listen to this podcast and share it with all your family and friends, which we greatly appreciate. Um, other than that, if you haven't seen this movie, here's something that kind of shows why it does make you feel things like uh, the emotion and the gravity and of, and the reality of what this movie is kind of telling you. Every face I see is a memory. It may not be a perfectly perfect memory. Uh, sometimes we had our ups and downs. But we're all together, you're mine for a night. And I'm going to break precedent and tell you my one candle wish. That you would have a life as lucky as mine. 
where you can wake up one morning and say, I don't want anything more. 65 years. Don't they go by in a blink? <laughs>